provide you with some important information. Higher Understanding is a podcast dedicated to exploring philosophical ideas and promoting critical thinking. However, it is important to note that the host, me, Jack Ray, is using an alias for privacy reasons. Uh, while the ideas and perspectives shared on this podcast are sincere, use of an alias allows for personal privacy and separation between my public and private life. Additionally, I want to vocalize that Higher Understanding is a scripted show. I apologize in advance if these first few episodes uh, kind of sound more like an essay than a podcast. As I navigate these world of podcasting, and, you know, I am learning how to create engaging content and uh, enhance our quality of conversation. I do utilize the assistance of ChatGPT. I'm sure most of you are aware right now what that means, but if you don't, it's an AI language model that I use to help make me uh, make this sound as best as possible, you know? Write some new uh, flair that I wouldn't usually think of. Um, with that being said, uh, it's important to remember that it doesn't write these concepts for me. It just helps you relay them better. Uh, so. I want to be transparent and authentic as possible, which is why I want to ensure you are aware of these aspects. Uh, my goal is to deliver thought-provoking content and encourage intellectual growth as we delve into these philosophical topics today. That being said, welcome everybody to Higher Understanding. I am your host, Jack Gray, and I am thrilled to be on this incredible journey with all of you, or none of you, I don't know yet. I, you know, I must admit this venture that pushes me outside my comfort zone, but, you know, I do believe that, you know, letting go of these anxieties a little bit, we can have something pretty good. So, uh, what exactly is Higher Understanding? It's a philosophical podcast dedicated to exploring and discussing various philosophical ideas, all aimed at expanding our minds and contemplating the complexity nature of our world. You know, as flawed humans, we are capable of critical thinking, though perhaps not always with the utmost precision, we come together in this show to engage in thought-provoking conversation and collectively learn. The very essence of this podcast is to question, analyze, and arrive at our own conclusions, recognizing that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Hey, how about that? Uh, today we're going to be embarking on this fascinating topic, with morality, objective, or subjective, and uh, this is a fundamental question that has puzzled and captivated thinkers throughout history. By delving into this subject, we will challenge our own perspectives today and strive for a deeper understanding of the moral landscape that we live in. Remember, the purpose of our discussion is not to provide any definitive answers, but to foster the intellectual growth and encourage the spirit of curiosity. So I invite you to Share your insights and engage in conversations with fellow listeners at mindisovermatter.com. So, without further ado, let's dive into the realm of morality. Subjective? Objective? Uh, buckle up. Open your minds and let's embark on this journey of higher understanding together. So, let's delve into this concept of morality and, you know, how we define it. According to the Oxford Dictionary, quote, a system of values, normative rules, or principles according to which intentions or behaviors are judged to be good or bad, right or wrong. It essentially boils down to the differentiation between what is considered good and what is considered bad. Determining what is good and what is bad can be a complex task. A morality encompasses more than just 
subjective or objective points of view. It's influenced by situational awareness, uh, perspective, and personal experience. In other words, our understanding of morality is shaped by the context in which we find ourselves, our individual viewpoints, and the lessons we have learned throughout life. However, reducing morality to the simple subjectivity is inadequate. It's a multifaceted concept that you cannot be easily defined. As a young person who has witnessed the emergence of postmodernism and accelerationism in our society, you know, I often contemplate what do these trends mean for our experiences and perspectives? You know, you and me. The danger lies in the possibility of distorting our understanding of reality by pursuing idealistic scenarios that surpass our current states. If our experiences, which fundamentally shape our identities as human beings, are modified to conform to superficial ideologies brought by modernism, uh, it could be exploited by accelerationism, and which I'll get more into uh, later on in the podcast, and undetermined by and undermined by postmodernism. I think it can lead to really, really bad inner turmoil and chaos within our personal souls, you know, our spirit. Um, so I'd like to look at a famous thought experiment of the experience machine by Robert Nozick. So this is an excerpt from Anarchy, State, and Utopia by Robert Nozick, uh, 1974. Quote, what matters other than how people experience feel from the inside? Suppose there were an experience machine that would give you an experience that you desire. Duper duper neuropsychologists could stimulate your brain so that you would think and feel you're writing a great novel or making a friend or reading a really interesting book. All the time you would be floating in a tank with electrodes attached to your brain. Could you plug into this machine for life? Pre-programming your life's experiences. If you're worried about missing out on a desirable experience, we can suppose that business enterprise have researched thoroughly enough the lives of many others. They can use from their large library of smorgasbord of such experiences. Uh, selecting your life's experiences for, say, the next two years, after two years have passed, you will have 10 minutes or 10 hours out of life experiences, your, uh, experiences of your next two years, of course. While in the tank, you won't know that you're there. You'll think it's all happening. You'll be experiencing it. Others can also plug into this and have experiences that they want. So no need to stay unplugged to serve the system ignore all the problems such as who will service the machine if everyone's plugged in. Would you plug in? What else can matter to us other than how our lives feel from the inside? Nor should you refrain because of the few moments of distress between the moment you've decided and the moment you plug. What's a few moments of distress compared to a lifetime of bliss if that's what you choose? And why feel any distress at all if your decision is the best one. Hard stuff, I know. But what reasons did Nozick describe into convincing you not to plug in? Well, first thing that he proposed was just doing the act instead of experiencing it. Excerpt from his book. 
In the case of certain experiences, it is only because first we want to do the action that we want the experience of doing them or thinking we've done. Uh, the second was just being a certain kind of person who experiences. Excerpt from his book again. Quote, but why do we want to do the activities rather than merely to experience them? As the second reason for not plugging in is that we want to be a certain way, be a certain sort of person. Someone floating in a tank is an indeterminate blob. There is no answer to the question of what a person is, like who has been long in the tank. Is he courageous, kind, intelligent, witty, loving? It's not merely that it's difficult to tell. There's no way he is. Plugging into the machine is a kind of suicide. It will seem to some trapped by a picture that nothing about what we are like can matter except as it gets reflected in our own experiences. But should it be as surprising that we, what we are is important to us? Why should we be concerned only with how our time is filled but not with what we are? And his final proposition is that the machine is a man-made device and only subject to how creative the one using the machine is. Excerpt from his book again. Thirdly, plugging into an experienced machine limits us to a man-made reality, to a world no deeper or more important than that which people can construct. There is no actual contact with any deeper reality, though the experience of it can be simulated. Many persons desire to leave themselves open to such contact and to be a plumbing of deeper significance. This clarifies that the intensity of conflict over psychoactive drugs, which some view as mere local experience machines, and other view as avenues to deeper reality. What some view as equivalent to surrender the experience machine, others view as following one of the reasons not to surrender. The concept of an experience machine has significant implications for the notions of subjectivity and objectivity. Subjectivity refers to the personal and individual experience of reality, influenced by one's thoughts, emotions, and perspective. Objectivity, on the other hand, refers to the external reality that, is, that exists independently of individual experiences and is not influenced by personal bias. In the context of an experience machine, subjectivity becomes more central theme. If we were to exist solely within a simulated reality, our experiences and perceptions would entirely be constructed by the machine. Our subjective experience would be shaped and controlled potentially leading to a distortion or manipulation of our understanding of the world. This raises concern about the authenticity and reliability of our subjective experience within the confines of such a machine. Uh, additionally, the concept challenges the notion of objective reality. In The Matrix, for example, the simulated reality creates an illusion of an objective world while in reality it is a contract controlled by machines. This blurring of objective and subjective reality prompts us to the question, the very foundation of what we consider as objectively true or real. It suggests our understanding of objecti objectivity might be vulnerable to manipulation in that our sense of an external objective reality 
could be undermined in the face of an advanced simulation technologies. No. Uh, furthermore, the concept of an experience machine challenges the relationship between subjectivity and personal identity. If our consciousness can exist independently from our physical bodies and be sustained within a simulated reality, it raises the question about the nature of our identity and the role of our physical forms. It suggests that subjective experience, even within a simulated reality, can be shape and define our sense of self, potentially creating a separation between our subjective consciousness and the objective reality of our physical bodies. Ultimately, the concept of an experience machine raises profound philosophical and ethical questions about the nature of subjectivity, um, objectivity, and personal identity. It challenges us to reflect on the authenticity of our subjective experience, the boundaries of objective reality, and potential consequences of living in a world where our sense of self is intricately tied to a simulated experience. Accelerationism is often associated with the pursuit of capital and technological advancement at any cost. It can be seen as a philosophy that disregards morality where harmful actions are deemed acceptable if they lead to the increase of profit and progress. The mindset prevalent in certain sectors of big industry today exploit individual sense of self and relies on workers and consumers to fuel this accelerationist agenda. This approach undermines the rootedness and relies on a subtle yet effective form of social conditioning that reduces our sense of purpose, mere contributions, leaving us demoralized. To counter the negative effects of accelerationism and the demoralization it engenders, my proposed solution revolves around, you know, subtly and efficiently remoralizing values through raising consciousness among the masses and instilling hope whenever possible. Uh, it involves challenging oppressive ideas propagated by a rigid side and encouraging individuals to form their own conclusions based on critical thinking. It necessitates cultivating an openness to critically analyze the, and evaluate the information presented to us. You know, by doing so, we can challenge the notion that they, the proponent of acceleration, accelerationism, can act without consequence. Uh, instead, we can strive to create consequences, holding individuals and institutions accountable for their actions. Now, that sounds sweet and dandy, and that isn't a completely fleshed out solution. But this solution emphasizes the importance of reclaiming a sense of purpose and moral responsibility. It involves fostering a society that values dialogue, empathy, and understanding, thereby countering the harmful effects of an unchecked accelerationist mindset. Through the approach, uh, we aim to create you know, a more equitable and sustainable future where individuals are empowered to shape their own destinies and contribute to a society that helps hold moral principles. You know, what we would believe to be uh, traditional American values. Now, there's a lot of issues within those, but I think we've, very sh we've strayed away a lot from 
um, you know, living by a moral code and kind of just being desensitized to everything around us due to technology and not really knowing how to feel about it and trust anyone around us. So, with that being said, my name is Jack Gray. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Higher Understanding. Uh, we've delved into intriguing questions of whether morality is subjective or objective and explored concepts of an experience machine uh, contemplating its implications on subjectivity, objectivity, and personal identity. I hope these discussions have sparked a new insight and challenged your perspectives. Remember, the purpose of this podcast is not to provide definitive answers, but to ignite intellectual curiosity and promote critical thinking. Listen, I'm a 20-year-old welder. I'm no, you know, scholar philosopher. Um, it's just something I really like. And this philosophy is a journey of exploration. And by engaging in these conversations, we deepen our understanding of complexities of the world we inhabit. It is critical as a human being to think, critically think, to think for yourself. Uh, I encourage you to continue questioning, analyzing, and seeking higher understanding in all aspects of life. Uh, life. Let's challenge oppressive ideologies, embrace open-mindedness, and foster empathy compassion in our interactions. And if you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to share your thoughts and insights at mindisovermatter.com, where you can connect with other curious minds and continue the conversation. As always, stay curious, stay open-minded, and keep seeking higher understanding. Until next time, this is Jack Gray, signing off. Thank you.